Hello and welcome to another Seismic Cinema podcast for the Republic. Absolutely. Wrong franchise. Sorry, wrong ranking. Two seconds, guys. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> this is pep talk production, by the way. I've been invited on to a professional. Like it, eh? <laughs> That's an improvement in what I normally look at when I see you, Colin. My, my eyes are the wrong way around. <laughs> so, welcome to a special Seismic Cinema podcast. Do you think anyone will be able to guess what we're doing? Venom. Yeah, we're no. the Venom movies. Actually, Venom's not been invited to this party. He just crashed it right now. Paul, I did a pretty good Venom impression earlier, didn't I? Yeah, it was like a cross between an old man and, I don't know, somebody that Kenny thought. <laughs> I just don't know Venom's voice well enough to, to do it justice. Strack, are you any good at Venom impressions? Uh, I was actually just thinking about that. It's not really an easy one. It's like, hello, Eddie. Hello, we are Seismic Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounded like an angry old man. Right, it's over now. My glasses have steamed up. Let's get into it. Right, we're Seismic Cinema. We're joined by Spider Pig and Miles. So we've got our theme names. We are joined by Mr. Andrew Strachan, regular guest and host of Strachan's podcast. Sapman Trips. How we doing? It's his StreamYard debut. It is, aye. It's a nifty little tool you've got here. I've unfortunately not been able to cut my hair before it. <laughs> and uh, it's absolutely wild right now. It's doing its own thing. So we're just going with this, the natural look. We're just going with it. And Miles, aka Paul, this was your choice of ranking this week. So in case people haven't already guessed, what are we going for? Yeah, we're going for our uh, ranking of the Spider-Man movies since I finally... Finally watched No Way Home. I think you were the last person in the world to watch that film. Right about the same time as Cammy, actually. I managed to force yeah. Cammy to watch it as well. So we're going to cover the three Sam Raimi films, the two uh, Amazing Spider-Man films, the three Tom Holland films, and Into the Spider-Verse. So those are the, the nine films we're going to cover. Venom was not invited to the party. And my, my alter ego is not very happy about it. <laughs> so I think we'll go striking first. And then, Paul, what do we normally do? Is it the person who chooses it goes second? Uh, I have no idea what we do. Um, I'm happy to go last if you're happy. Okay, we'll go striking, me, you, them. Nice and we'll count down from nine all the way to one give a wee flavour of our choices as well. So, Strachan, what is your ninth and last place? So, my last place is probably not surprising to too many people, just because this normally what people say is probably the, the worst one in the bunch is Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, it's just, there's some good aspects of it. The scene with uh, spoilers coming up, but, you know, it is a ranking, so... Um, when Gwen Stacy dies, what? Um, I've seen it. Have you not seen it? It was an in joke from the other week. <laughs> I was going to say, you made me panic. And I was like, we're going to say, why are we doing a ranking of movies you've not seen? <laughs> it's obviously not going to be at the top. But um, yeah, that scene I thought was handled really well. Andrew Garfield is a great actor, and I actually like his portrayal of Peter Parker, I think, in the context of him being like 
a Peter Parker in an alternate reality where he's a kind of cool skaterpunk. I quite like that. And mm. um, aye, so I kind of more okay with it now, but I still just think it's a jumbled mess. Neither of the villains are that compelling. The rhino is awful. Um, aye, just a bit, bit of a boring, messy movie for Spider-Man, but it's still Spider-Man, so I still enjoy it. Okay, my number nine is... An- I just feel like this. I, I did a rewatch after No Way Home, and I just feel like this is the most forgettable for me of the bunch. So much so that I did my classic falling asleep partway through the film. Um, I went for the Amazing Spider-Man one as my last place. For me, again, as a as a personal ranking, I just feel. I don't. I just feel like I, I remember the least out of all the films, and that's probably. Uh, the main reason why I've got it in that position. Well, it's going to be interesting. Um, so, is that you done? you done? Yeah, I didn't have that much to say. Like, obviously, there's a lizard in it, and the picture of Emma Stone's in it, and that one as well. But it's just, um, yeah. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, my last place is Spider Man 3. Okay. Sam Raimi one, just basically because I can't get out of my head how bad, like when he gets a symbiote, how cringy Peter Parker is. Uh-huh. Like, I, I watched it on TV, like not long ago, like just on normal TV, yeah. and I couldn't sit and watch it. It was that cringy. I was going like, I was like, what are you doing? Why are you like this? This is not, it's just not cool or funny or anything. It's just, Mm. My skin was crawling just watching it. So that was probably I didn't agree with that. Was probably a attacking your skin. <laughs> Wish it attacked my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've all laid our our least favorites on the table, but I think with most rankings, it's it's not like we hate. Well, Paul might hate that film, but I don't hate Amazing Spider-Man one. I just don't remember a lot of it, to be honest. I don't think he didn't. I think. I wasn't that wasn't that interesting to find out what happened to his parents, or at least the story they told mm-hmm. wasn't that interesting. I don't know. I just didn't find it very engaging. Mm-hmm. So, Strachan, your eighth place. Uh, my eighth place is the Amazing Spider-Man because, um, like, I just feel like it's the most kind of forgettable of the different franchises of Spider-Man. Um, I do like this one a little bit better. I uh, just feel, I mean, the plot about like an evil lizard wanting to turn everybody else into lizards is like really silly. They even they even make a joke about that in No Way Home, where like yeah. uh, Jamie Foxx is like, "What you're gonna turn everyone into lizards?" And he goes, "Exactly." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just feel like it's more an origin story is always fun. It's a bit more interesting. Um, I like like I, I really like the scene with uh, Andrew Garfield. Um. And he finds the criminal and he's like webbing him up and he's kind of giving him the old kind of quippy Spider-Man is what yeah. you'd expect. Because up until that point, we hadn't really had that with Tobey Maguire. That was one of his kind of shortcomings. Um, there was a really funny part where he's like, oh no, small knives, my weakness. Like there was some there was some good moments in it. Yeah. Um, and I do think that uh, Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker in those movies do have a really good uh, on-screen connection, which is to be expected because they were dating at the time. Um, that's why that's why she was in my actress ranking yeah <laughs> i she's uh 
Aye, they, they do a really good job, those two. Um, I had more points, like I said, I'm freestyling because the notes are on my phone and I'm having to stream on my phone, but... Um, this is I, the way. Yeah, true that. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, just slightly better for me over the, over the other one, basically, just for certain more moments. Cool. Well, my number eight is Spider-Man 3. And I feel like the... Like the first kind of half or the first three quarters of the film are actually quite decent. It's actually, in a lot of places, quite a decent movie, very action-packed. To me, it's got more action than Spider-Man 2 does. I feel like that is maybe a wee bit slow in places. But the just it's the main criticism for it. It's just cramming all those villains into the one movie that didn't need to be there. So you've got, um, you've got Venom, you've got... Uh, Harry Osborne's gone, and you've got Sandman as well. So it just, and as you said, Venom is awful in that movie, and they just crammed far too many villains into it to do them justice. But I think it is, it's, it's not last for me because I think it is quite enjoyable, apart from like, I'd say the last third. Yeah. You remember that? Is it you that showed me that YouTube video where? Like, you know, he's creepy, he's like dancing down the street going like that stuff and he's doing his V-twirls and stuff and then they've done an edit where they cut all the music out and it's just like normal noises. It's just him going... <laughs> <laughs> and all the women are going, ugh, get away from creep. Uh, what is it called? Billy Maguire, the, the kind of emo Toby Maguire. I, I do think that's quite hilarious. So that's like yeah. one of those like... That was the that was the cringy bit. I couldn't get past. It's You'll get your money when you fix this damn door. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to quote at some point in this podcast, but I keep forgetting the line. What's the one? It's like it's like something about your problem. Uh, oh yeah, I, I forget the part, but that's my problem. That's yes. uh, episode episode. Uh, that's uh, the first Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah. When he lets when the guy pass, Uncle Ben's yeah. killer gets away. So, Paul, what's your number eight? My number eight is Far From Home. Oh. I just felt, you know, like when it was announced that Mysterio was going to be Mysterio was going to be in it. You know, like, well, he's the bad guy. And I know they try to kind of jazz it up, try to say he was like interdimensional and stuff, so he might be he might be a good guy kind of thing in helping him. But like, for weeks before the movie came out, you knew he was going to be the bad guy. You knew everything they were doing was just kind of something to do with illusion. So I felt like the whole kind of movie was kind of spoiled for me then. Um, and I couldn't really get, like, I couldn't really get my head around uh, anything else. So I didn't really enjoy it from an aspect. There wasn't any surprises of it coming out of it. There wasn't any shocks. It was just Mysterio illusion um, so yeah I didn't. Enjoy, I just didn't enjoy it I thought it looked good and I thought it was acted well but I just didn't really like the plot of it I fell for it <laughs> I fell for it I, I knew the name Mysterio but I didn't really know that much about him so I actually enjoyed the reveal because I didn't know <laughs> you also didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons I've been watching that uh, Spectacular Spider-Man on Netflix. It's pretty good. Nice. Mm. Pretty, pretty decent. 
So, Strachan, your number seven? So, my number seven, and it's, it's really tough because uh, with uh, Paul's lower ranking there, I feel really vindicated and I'll explain later when I talk about it, but I'm going to put Spider-Man 3 here, but the reason why I put it above the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Amazing Spider-Man is it definitely has its problems. It does have a lot of good bits as well, and it's just hilarious. If, like, if it was a comedy ranking, it would be number one. Like, it is so unintentionally funny. Yeah, like, so cheesy and campy, isn't it? I think Sorry, the whole trilogy. I think the whole um, trilogy. Yeah, I, I love it so much. Um, like you'll get your money when you fix this damn door. The whole dancing scene uh, is pizza time. There's just like so many good lines throughout that whole movie. Um, I but there is some like legitimately good scenes in it as well. Like the fight scene with uh, Harry Osborne, and they're like fighting with the wedding ring, like kind of flying about. Um, yeah. I feel like that adds a lot of tension to the fight, which is really good. Um, but yeah, there, there is good moments in it, but there is obvious problems with it. Could have been so good, though, like with a less okay, messier. Okay, I can hear you guys. He said he could hear us. Can you hear us, Reckon? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! How did I do this? <laughs> I, bet, I bet he's clicked off the, the app and came back on it or something. Don't know. This is going to sound really weird on the audio now. Oh no! I've totally ruined this podcast. <laughs> Paul, what, what, Why has this happened? Well, freestyle, you were on number. That was stacking seven, wasn't oh, no. it? He's away. Um, right. Do you want to start again or should we carry on? You'll be able to rejoin, won't you? Well, mine Daniel tried to do that and. Um, it, he can get his audio. Oh, crack on. If he gets back on, he gets back on. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah, you can just... Oh, there he is. He's there. Oh, thank God. You did there? you hear me talking that whole time? Or was I quiet that whole time? You didn't. You didn't say any bad words, so it's fine. Yeah, but you did hear me saying I've ruined this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll, we'll keep going, though. So, and right, that was... That and was I'm going It was like a, the most pointless alarm ever went off, and I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened to my audio. But I, I don't again. think I had it. I don't think I had it. I made to start this one from scratch. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Not at this yeah. time. So our audio listeners, Strachan's uh, audio um, went out, and he fell out the podcast, but he's back now, so that's where we are. So back into it. You were you just finished talking about Spider Man Three as mm-hmm. your number seven? Yes, indeed. I pretty much, yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't realize it was a problem until I'd stopped talking and then your lips started moving and there was no right. sound. We're all good now, though, yeah. Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Right, my number seven is my least favorite from the most modern trilogy. My number seven is Spider Man Homecoming. It's, it's my least favorite out of the three, but it's still really enjoyable. My. 
I don't know if it's my main issue, but I don't know if I like how kind of technologically advanced they made the Spider-Man suits in this trilogy. It kind of feels a bit more like Iron Man's film at times, and he kind of overshadows Spider-Man a fair bit. It, it, it is still really enjoyable, but I think it did take a wee bit getting used to him having all the gadgets and basically being like the new Iron Man. don't know if you've got any thoughts on that. I, I'm i okay with it. I think it needed to... I think they needed to make a way to kind of bring Spider-Man in and make sense of the rest of the team. And I'm totally happy with it. And I think as the movies have progressed, he's managed to escape Tony's shadow. Um, but I definitely do understand why people don't like it. But um, I don't dis- I don't dislike it. Just, yeah, just I mean, it's I not one of my absolute favourites. I think this film's strength is also one of its biggest weaknesses. It's so low scale that it is like a high school kind of neighbourhood one. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have that kind of sense of adventure and spectacle that the other um, Tom Holland films have. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, totally. Totally agree with you and that kind of stuff, yeah. I, I'll, I'll bite my tongue about my thoughts. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's that's how that goes, I suppose, till we get into the, the nitty-gritty. Paul, what's your seven? I'm just waiting for Strachan to feel like Homecoming is number one, and then he'll be like, see you, Colin. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, Paul, stay on target. Sorry. Um, Number seven. I went for Spider-Man 2. Okay. Ooh. It's kind of like one of those ones where I liked it when I seen it, but I wouldn't go back and watch it again, really. It's got like a, it's got like quite a lot of few like iconic scenes, like the, the train scene. Yeah. Who stops the train? Um, Seen that um, image of his face when he stopped on the train. <laughs> I think you showed me a meme or something about it recently about it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I just can't. I don't think it's that exciting that I'd go back and watch it again, uh, just because it's not really memorable for me that one. So that's why it's quite far down my list. Fair enough. Strachan, which so you're on to number six now. Yeah, so my number six is the first Holland movie on the list is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, so the first thing I want to say about this one is like it shows you how much I love Spider-Man movies, that this one is as low down as it is, because I do really enjoy this movie. But yeah. I just feel like it's, compared to Homecoming and No Way Home, it's just a whole level below. Like the Mainly because the villain, and I don't think that Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is bad. I just don't think he's anywhere near as compelling as any of the ones in No Way Home or The Vulture. Um, and the re- the twist is like, it's ob- like Paul said, it's really obvious. Like, it's coming if you know Spider-Man at all. Um, but also, it's just like, I, I do kind of like how they kind of threw in the, um, you know, the guy from Iron Man 1 as like part of his crew and all that. Like, I thought that was really smart. Um, but I, I Tony was... Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. I really forgot that. Uh, that's a good line. But um, I, the uh, I was kind of getting a little bit sick of like, oh, Tony Stark's pissed somebody off, and Wait. sorry for my language there. Uh, he's annoyed somebody, <laughs> and um, they're angry about it. And now they're taking their anger out in the world. Like I'm, like I've kind of seen this before, yeah. and um, yeah. I, is it because it, is it... 
Is it because they call the technology like acronym BARF or something like that? Yeah, aye. <laughs> it was like, it was like a really stupid, and, and I don't know why, but I thought his whole, like, the way he kind of acted really campy and silly, Jake Chillenhall, during that whole thing, I was like, that seemed really weird. Like, but it was a good performance. But, um, aye, there, there, was, there was definitely good moments as well, though, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, the, the fight scene in London was amazing. Um, all the special effects sequences with the Mysterio were all amazing, and Ned stole the show again. He's like my, one of my favorite things about the MCU movies. He's so funny. My my, my dad hates that character. What the guy in the oh, chair? I love him so much. He's like, uh, what's his name? He's like oh, Night Monkey. <laughs> I was I was cracking up when he done that. Um, so my my number six is similar to Paul's number seven. I went for Spider Man two. And I think Doc Ock is an amazing villain, and he does, for me, steal the show in that one. I just feel like a lot of the film is quite boring. It focuses a lot on Peter Parker and MJ's relationship, and MJ's really boring and annoying and not a very nice person. And a lot of it's like her like singing career, and she's not a good... She, or is it acting? Acting and singing? I don't know. She's, she's not... Ironically, for being an actress playing a character. She's a really bad actress in both the show she's in and the film and also as a, a real actress. <laughs> well, that's the hot take for tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, do you think Kirsten Gunn's is good? Oh, I don't think she's that bad. That... I think she's awful. So she wasn't on your top 10 list then? No. No. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think she was that hey, she was was she not up for an Oscar this year? Mind you, people that are Oscar worthy actors and actresses can still have bad performances. Like We're just talking about her performance in that Spider Man movie. Yeah, because I was gonna Lawrence. say Ali Berry has had Razzies and Oscars. Like it's possible to do both. Uh see see I thought you just meant like Kirsten Dunst, like Kirsten Dunst is just a bad actress in general. That's what you meant. I was like, wow. I've not, I've not really seen her in much else, but I just I, I just think that film's a bit dull in places. I just, yeah. Doc Ock's fantastic. I just feel like it's not that great. And you, you obviously agree, Paul, because you had it at number six. Yeah, yeah. Right, Paul, what's your number six then? Uh, I went for uh, Homecoming, which is kind of like the point you brought up. I did feel like it was very much and Iron Man kind of centric, and uh, he just uh, he's loving in his kind of shadow. Um, there's a couple of bits as well where I thought it was quite you know, like when he gets stuck in the, the vault, um, when he's trying to get the was it the math to the math math leak thing, math alone. He, gets stuck, he gets stuck in the vault for ages, and I was just it was funny in parts, but just had a wee bit boring bit. Um, but like I, I do like I do like the movie. I just found it a bit kinda a bit kinda naff at times. Mm. A good technical word, naff. <laughs> right, Strachan, number five. So number five for me is Spider Man Two. So um these two I do really like and I could interchange this one and the one that I'm gonna put above it. Um, the one I put above it is more I've just got more of a sentimental connection with that one um, which is why I put it up there but I think as movies they're both uh, pretty similar and, and I can understand like why people really like this one 
but I, the, my problem with this is I feel like it's so overrated. Like people treat this movie like similar to how they treat The Dark Knight sometimes, which is like it's this untouchable superhero Holy Grail movie, and I don't see it as that amazing. Like it's definitely good, and there are some good parts in it, like you said about Doc Ock. He's like really, really good in the movie. Um, there's some great sequences, like the like I think the fights with Doc Ock are really good, and obviously the train scene as well is great. Um, and what I love about Spider-Man and they kind of um, show it in all the movies, um, but how he has to try and choose the right thing to do over what he wants to do. Um, and I think that movie's one of the best at showing that. But um, I, I do, I do, I, I just don't see it as amazing as what a lot of people put up. Yeah. Well, I think we've all got that. In a, well, you've got a wee bit higher than us, but I guess we're on a similar track with that. Mm-hmm. So my number five, and I actually wanted to play this higher, but there's a lot of difficult decisions to make as you go up. I've got Far From Home in fifth place, and I really enjoyed it. I think the main reason I enjoyed it was I love a movie where they they go. I love like a, a kind of road trip or like trip movie, kind of school trip movie. And I, I, I liked seeing all the different locations. Like, it really made me want to go to, to Venice. Uh, that kind of really sold me on that. Uh, they went to Berlin, where I've, where I've been. They also went to London as well. So I really, that's what I really liked about the film is it took you all through the different locations. And I, I fell into the Mysterio trap, obviously, because I'm a, a silly billy. Um, <laughs> and I liked the, the reveal. It kind of just changed that whole film around. And yeah, I think the main thing for me was all the different locations. I, I, I'm a, a sucker for a kind of road trip kind of movie. Interesting. So yeah, I did. I, I really enjoyed Far uh, Far From Home actually. And in the end, then obviously sets up uh, No Way Home, mm-hmm. and it kind of changes the the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And does it wear a What's that? Does he not wear a holland top that you've got? Uh, I don't know. He does, but he does wear a holland top in it. I've got a holland top from Euro 2004. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. Nah, it's I a mean, more recent yeah. one than that that he wears. Cules. Right, Paul, you're fifth place? Uh, I went for The Amazing Spider-Man 1. That's quite high. Yeah. Um, after No Way Home, I actually I watched the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and I actually found them a lot more enjoyable. I'd only seen them once before, and I found them a lot more enjoyable watching them again. Um, the with Garfield right now. Yeah. So, like, you know what Strachan was saying about the the car thief and that wee sequence where he's like, oh, no, the knife and that. I actually hated that the first time around because I was like, he seems, like, really just, like, jerky and that annoying kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then I was watching it, it's kind of like, he's a wee bit immature, and you kind of see him grow in stature throughout the movie. Um, but the main thing I kind of liked was, um, like you're saying, Emma Stone and Gar- Andrew Garfield, like the way they kind of start off, like just the way it kind of blossoms in a nice relationship. And um, I really like the way Garfield is with Uncle Ben and Aunt May as well. I think, I think they are, <laughs> yeah. So I think the way they interact with each other, I think is a lot better 
than the other movies. Like it's not it's, it's not it's got his wee funny quips, but it's a lot more emotional in these movies. So that's why I've got it quite up my list because it's just it seems like a more well rounded to me. But that's just my opinion. I know you just hated it. <laughs> I didn't need to. I just found it a bit forgettable. I do agree that I think uh, Garfield and Stone are the best lead combination in all the films. Yeah. Also, though, in the first Amazing Spider-Man, I didn't get the whole crane thing, and I thought that was weird. But we'll slide by. Fair enough. Tracking <laughs> number four. So my number four is Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire movie. Um, and like I said, that I have that just above Spider-Man 2. I can interchange those two. But like I said, I just have a much more sentimental connection to that one. And also, I just love the Green Goblin. Again, like he is hilarious in this movie, like so funny. Um, and But what I really love about the Green Goblin is like, you don't see this often in comic book villains anymore, but he just loves being evil. Like he just mm. is enjoying himself being like causing absolute chaos. Um, and he's just so over the top that it's like, it's hilarious and so entertaining to watch. Like one of my favorite parts of it is he's standing, I think it's standing on the golden gate bridge or something. I don't know exactly what you call it. Um, and he's holding in one hand, like a cable car full of children. And then in the other hand, he's holding Mary Jane. And he's like, let die the one you love or suffer the little children. And then he drops them both. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Like, why are you killing all these children? And but, the bit uh, where he's in the fire dressed up as the old woman. Yeah, aye. It's like he dresses up as an old woman and, like, does us like, scream and everything just to get the jump on him. But, um, aye, the, uh, the, the best part of the movie, I think, is the fight scene with the Green Goblin and Spider-Man at the end in that old house. That scene is awesome, so so good. Um, but yeah, I it's uh, it's just again like the kind of Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi movies, they all kind of have a similar tone, like it's all like very campy and there's so many memeable moments, but they also have like some really good emotional moments and like cool fight scenes and that as well. So, like, they, they aren't quite on the level of some of the others, but I do really enjoy them. <laughs> Shameless plug, um, Green Goblin was actually top of my movie villains ranking in one of our previous podcasts in the pre-StreamYard days. It's an audio only, but you should check it out, folks. Yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> right, my number four, I really wanted to have this higher, and I did a ranking just for fun before we started the podcast, and I actually put this first, having just rewatched it. It's a real, real hot take, but might not be as hot as we think. I put Amazing Spider-Man 2 as my fourth place, but I really did want to put it higher. Creepy Green Goblin in this one is creepy as things go. But as we mentioned before, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield's romance, the tragic death scene, which is multiplied by a billion when you've seen No Way Home, and see the No Way Home bit, obviously, we all know it, when he catches in there. It's, I actually, going to admit it, guys, I cried when I rewatched Amazing Spider-Man 2 and uh, Gwen Stacy dies. It was, when you've watched No Way Home, it just doubles up the emotion, yeah, I would say. And I quite like Electro. I quite liked his kind of story. 
and I thought he was quite funny as well before he kind of turned into the the villain. And I just, from No Way Home and then looking back, I generally think Andrew Garfield is my favourite Spider-Man. I actually can understand why people would think that. I think his performances are really, really good. Yeah. Um, I definitely, when I went back and watched them after No Way Home, I definitely appreciated them a lot more as well. Yeah, so I generally I had Amazing Spider-Man to talk a few months ago, but I did a bit of reflection, and I think I was just a wee bit on the the Spider-Man uh, wave at that, at that point. You can sometimes do that. You can get lost in the sauce and put things higher than they should be or lower than they should be. Yeah, but this is pretty fun. If we, did, as I said to Paul earlier, if we did this tomorrow, we'd probably have different answers. Aye. So, Paul, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is. In a similar vein to Strachan, I went for the original Spider-Man. So, like, when this first came out, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was, like, the best thing since sliced bread. Um, just the characters. Like you're saying, Willem Dafoe plays, like, the range so well. Um, what are you showing me there? Oh, classic. Um, <laughs> I take it. I take it. You never got as far as the Mysterio level in Spider-Man One. Then <laughs> is that? Yeah, no, I missed that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I thought it was great. Um, all the different se- action sequences for the time was amazing, and it was like it was like really bright and vibrant the movie, um, which I wouldn't really expect nowadays. Like superhero movies nowadays are just all dark and like atmospheric whereas this had like like festivals and stuff and like you'd be they're all fighting during the daytime and just everything's all all flashing all dancing um but yeah i absolutely love this film i, I kind of wanted to put it higher but uh yeah there's a there's a few contenders so there is one spot with some of these movies there's so many good spider-man movies yeah uh, looking back though, the CGI in it is so bad. See, like, yeah. see when I watched that film after No Way Home, it just it was actually laughable. Like, I think they are just three comedies, as Strat was saying earlier. I think the whole trilogy is just hilarious. Yeah, it really is. Like, but see, the thing with those movies is they were bad for the time as well. The CGI, it wasn't just bad in retrospect. Like, see, if you think about some of the other movies that came out around the same time, like it looks like ten years older sometimes. <laughs> some of the CGI. Well, it's quite interesting but we were at right now I can kind of think of the I think we all know the films that haven't been mentioned yet so it's going to be interesting how they come out in the, the final three mm-hmm. maybe some surprises afoot there might be a surprise so, right now with me isn't it for number, you're three. number three yeah. yeah so my number three is Spider-Man No Way Home Dun, dun, dun. And this recently changed for me. I had this at the top. When I first saw it, I was saying, this is my favourite MCU movie of all time. This is one of my favourite movies ever. This is so good. Um, and I kind of got a little bit um, overhyped by it. But I tend to do that whenever I watch. Like, I went to see Eternals in the movie theatre and I thought, oh, this was really good. And then I rewatched it afterwards and I was like, this actually is kind of lame. But um, the, that kind of tends to happen to me a lot. But I don't think this is a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's still very, very good. But I do think it loses a little bit in the 
plot to get everything in motion is very, very silly. And like I can I kinda I've justified it in my head because I'm like, well, Pete is young and Doctor Strange is really cocky at this point. So he would probably be thinking like while he's trying to do a spell, he's like, Oh, I'm good enough to change it a few times during it. And also like, oh, I'm totally able to mess with the fabric of reality to help Peter Parker out here. Like I'm good enough wizard to do that. So I kinda gave them a pass on that, but I still think it is a really like they they could have surely thought of a better way to get everything in motion than they did. But despite that like it's still once it gets going it is amazing the performances from everybody are really really good I feel like Tom Holland's performance is really really undervalued because of how good everyone else's is but he has a great performance in it um, obviously Andrew Garfield steals Ooh. the show um, Doc Ox again another one that I think is really overlooked with his performance because Willem Dafoe is so good but I think Doc Ox amazing in that movie as well um, there's so many amazing fun moments um yeah, it's it's not at number three because it's a bad movie. Um it's just two and one for me are just like so iconic. Um but I do feel like it is a bit more of an experience than a movie. Like I think part of the reason why you enjoyed it so much is because you see Toby and Andrew coming through and you have all these old villains, like it is playing a lot on nostalgia and hype when you actually look at it as like a just a movie. Because I've I've watched it a lot. To be fair, I've watched it like five times already, so I have seen it quite a lot of times. So I have the benefit of rewatching a few times, and maybe I've just sickened myself with it a little bit. Mm. But um, I that's my that's my hot take for the night. You know, you just did the whole No Way Home review there in a wee monologue. <laughs> it's hard not to. It's hard <laughs> in a movie. It is like you can't really talk about it without talking about spoilers. It might it might make it easier as things go on. My number three is Spider Man One. And what knocks it down a wee bit in modern times is the CGI that I mentioned, but as Paul said, it is just such an iconic movie. Green Goblin is, in my most recent ranking, the the top spot. I really do like Tobey Maguire, and it was really cool seeing him in No Way Home, more mature and grown up, and not, not as silly in a sense. And I just, I don't know, I just... It's just a really tense film, like the relationship between Peter and Harry and Norman. Norman's actually quite... He basically hits on MJ. See, when you watch it back, he's like basically chatting up his son's girlfriend in one of the scenes. Do you know the bit I mean? What dad well, likes to do that? Dad's that? That was just something I noticed. But it's just... Yeah, it's, it's such a, a happy memory of mine, that film, and just... The video games that came with it as well and yeah it, it had to be near the top for me hmm. ah, it is an iconic movie yep it's where, where it all started great soundtrack as well <clears throat> Paul number 3 uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 yes did you choose it for similar reasons I did that after No Way Home it packed a real Gut punch. A wee bit, kind of, aye. But as well, I forgot how, like, I was saying about the Amazing Spider-Man 1, but I think this one more so is more emotional because the way, because Uncle Ben's not there anymore. And the way Andrew Garfield is with Aunt May, he's still doing that. <laughs> um, that kind of product placement, am I going to need to pay money now? <laughs> unless we're getting sponsored by Uncle Ben's rights, I don't think so. Is that um, Ben's originals now. Be one of the more insensitive marketing campaigns out there. <laughs> <laughs> they were. 
Um, anyway, I lost my train of thought because of the rice. Um, I, so I think it's just more emotional. And I, I actually quite like the way they kind of they go into his past, like his parents, try and investigate how how they kind of died and uh, what the kind of big conspiracy was. I didn't care too much for the Green Goblin. I thought he was just kind of like an angry wee kid kind of thing. I didn't really enjoy his his performance. And I thought Electro, when he was human, when he was just like kind of wee geeky Max, I thought he was kind of over the top obsessive, like too cheesy obsessive. But I like the soundtrack of it. Like, you know, like when he's getting angry and it's just like, he hates me. It's like kind of really like, uh, like grungy. It's really weird to uh, describe. But it's, it's kind of dubstep, the soundtrack and that, isn't it? Yeah, it kind like, of, yeah. With um, Electro, obviously, because it's kind of really electronic sounding. And it also is like, dubstep was a very like, of the time thing. Like there was like two year period where that's all anyone listened to. So it kind of, it kind of has a cool timestamp on the movie. Skrillex is making all the money. Yeah, I think the Goblin. I think the Green Goblin's look. I think he just looks horrific. But so did his dad, uh, as well. Yeah, but the big criticism was that he it's like a degenerative disease. So the way he was acting was like he was going to die like in two years, but in reality it would have been like fifty years. So. Mm. I, I mean, a young guy finds out he's got something like that, yeah, you would, but it was a wee bit OTT how quickly it did change. I, I meant to say as well, when I was, because like I said, I didn't have my notes, so I forgot, but one of the reasons why I dislike The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is I think the plot around, like, he needs Spider-Man's blood to stop him from dying, because there's, like, a magical curse on the Osborns or, like, a weird disease, like, mm-hmm. I just thought it was, like, a really weird plot that <laughs> was, like, so unnecessary, and I really didn't like... Um, the Green Goblin in those movies, but it's it's hard to live up to Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, though. But yeah, yeah. I feel like like when I look at him, sometimes I'm like, "Are you trying to make him look as bad as you possibly can?" <laughs> like he looks so bad. Yeah. Um, but I like it's all personal preference at the end of the day. Yeah, so, number two. Uh, so my number two, uh, it was very hard to pick. This would probably change on another day, but my number two is in the Spider Verse. Um, it's, I, it's just fun, isn't it? That movie is just like that is like this. That movie and the other one I'm going to talk about are like my like that's the Spider Man that I love when he's in New York and he's fighting against Kingpin or somebody like that, and he's like you know it's it's like it feels like the whole time you're watching it, it feels like you're reading a comic book, like with all the sound effects coming up everywhere, um, how vibrant and bright the colours are. Um, and also it goes in a really cool direction as well by having Miles in it um, and like having Gwen as Spider-Gwen. Like it's just, it's like a lot more weird for Spider-Man that Spider-Man has been in recent times. Uh, so I really like that. And uh, I... The, the soundtrack's awesome. Yeah, I could talk about it in the Spider-Verse all night, so shut up now. <laughs> the soundtrack was, um, was in my top 10 soundtracks in the soundtrack ranking we did. It was indeed. Not I'm, a just good I'm just claiming all these opportunities to, to plug the previous <laughs> podcast, but Aye. that's part of the game, isn't it? How can you squeeze a bit of a in here? 
You just did. Oh, there you we go. <laughs> right, so my number two is No Way Home. And similar to what Strachan says, I think the first kind of third, not maybe not third, yeah, maybe the third, is a bit messy, as you said, in terms of how they set it up and the fact Doctor Strange is willing to make that bigger change just because Peter and his friends didn't get into college. But at once... Even when the villains start to appear, it does go a wee bit slow. But once uh, Toby and Andrew appear, it's just amazing from there on in. And just the way they got the three of them to work so well together, and they, they did seem like, like brothers more than anything else. And just the the callbacks, the emotional moments, the the bit with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man captions and there, there was just so much to love. And they did the emotion really, really well. And that could easily have been messed up, having them all together. But it just worked. It just worked so well. And it was a real treat being in the cinema. Yeah. It could, have been, it could have been real fan service, but they kind of balanced it well. Uh, I was and, watching um, Chris Buckman. I don't know if you know him talking about it on YouTube. Yeah, and he was like, I'm really glad that uh, Toby just didn't like swing out in the Chrysler building and go, it's pizza time, and then fly away. <laughs> like, we actually made him have a proper part of it. to get stigmatized. And also, just the humor was so good at times. Like, see when Andrew Garfield's Spider Man arrives in the Ned's, is it his grandma's house? Yeah. Yeah. He's climbing about in the ceiling, proving that he's Spider Man, and then the, he's, he's getting told to get the dust out at the top corner. I think that was really well played. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. Paul, what's your number two? Same as you, brother. Nice. Ooh. So, yeah, it's basically the same as you guys. I did find the, the spell thing like a really weird plot. Um, and it kinda knocked, I kind of knocked it down a wee bit because like, you get all these great villains and you're expecting like an epic fight for the ages. But I felt like the villains got defeated real quick in quick succession at the end. Like, I, um, I was kind of thinking the battle was a little bit underwhelming at the end. Yeah. Like, I felt like it was just like, like, one minute, somebody was, somebody was, like, I think it was a lizard was knocked out of the fight, and then it was like Sandman, and then it was Electro. It was just like, boom, 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 straight one after the other. There wasn't like, it was only the Green Goblin that had a kind of a, he appeared afterwards yeah. and had a bit of a prolonged fight. But and that was the kinda of, that kinda of annoyed me a wee bit so I was expecting some big epic battle. Um, the villains never really felt like much of a threat apart from the Green Goblin, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you not think Sandman got really shortchanged? Well, I was th- I thought he, he was, was gonna really be working working there. there. Was that yeah, I think it was hard to fit that many villains in a movie though. Um I think they did a pretty good job with that, all things considered. They did kind of give Green Goblin a lot, to be fair. Yeah. But um, it's kind of understandable, though, like, he is so good. Yeah. What, I think Sandman's inherently evil, either. I think he just wants to get back to see his daughter. Yeah. One of the no, best really the... Sorry, Sam. That's all right. I was just going to say, the lizard was basically, like... May as well not been there at times. He was there just to make a few jokes about how silly he was. <laughs> yeah. One of the best moments in the film for me was when the there was like the 
the spidey sense went off and then the green goblin just appears like it changes from norman back to the goblin oh yeah it just follows them like the camera's like in his face yeah i thought that bit was really really good yeah i love i love the line when he's like no norman's on sabbatical honey <laughs> you do quite a good uh you do quite a good norman osborne shot it's better than my venom <laughs> thank you i'll take that can i can i do a process of elimination here mm -hmm. i think stacken's got homecoming and mm -hmm. me and paul have got into the spideyverse would that be right that's correct so is this where stracken goes colin <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike the film. It's just my least favorite out of that trilogy, and that's just. I. I don't dislike it. I was gonna say it's actually quite interesting about the things that we've thought about why we like those two movies because you were saying you really like the road trip aspect of Far From Home, whereas I don't dislike a road trip or whatever in a movie, but I do like Spider-Man being in New York, and Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man of all three, I think he just I feel like, it's kind of cliche how people say it, I would say Andrew Garfield's really good at being Spider-Man he's not the best at being Peter Parker, based on like what he's like in the comics and then I would say Toby's kind of the opposite, he's a really good Peter Parker, but um, Spider-Man, he's like he doesn't really have like that quick wit, the kind of quips that you expect from Spider-Man Whereas Tom Holland, I think, has a really good blend of the two. So that's one of the reasons why I love Tom Holland. But I just think this movie has so many good moments in it. Like, one of my favourite movie moments ever is the scene when Tom Holland's under the rubble and he's, like, trying to psych himself up to lift it up and he has to lift up, like, this basically, like, a whole building to go yes. and fight the vulture. Um, I just, I love the arc in that movie about how he has the suit and everything and he's and he loves the suit and he's like trying to get out from Tony Stark's shadow and then Tony takes the suit away from him and he's like if, you, if you're nothing without the suit and you shouldn't have it I love that line and then how he has to do the final fight in his kind of little crappy outfit that he made himself Yeah, I just love that and then I think the humour in that one is so good like, there's a line that I'm not going to say because Paul got in trouble by saying this word in a previous podcast. Um, but when Ned's in the library and he gets caught, like, trying to help Peter, and he's like, <laughs> I was looking at and then says something. <laughs> yeah. There's a great a great moment from that film is when he finds out that the vulture is his, his girlfriend's dad. I think that was really well done. Yeah. I, the vulture also, I think, is such a good villain. And I think he's probably one of the best MCU villains. Because he, he does feel like like really scary at times. Like when he's in the car and he's kind of calmly holding the gun at him and stuff like that. Um, like I feel like Peter would be like crapping himself in that moment. And like he is like, he's just, a, he's just you kind of feel bad for him. Like you, you want him to do well. Like at the very start when they kind of show how that whole, like the, I can't remember what they're called. There's so many divisions of the government in Marvel but they kind of come in and they're like, right, okay, you've got to stop doing what you're doing here. And he's like, I just hired all these guys, we've got to pay all these guys. So you can see he's he's not like a he's not like an evil mustache twirling villain. Like he's the opposite of Green Goblin. He's not like I'm evil for the sake of being evil. He's yeah. a guy that just wants to make it for his family. And he'll do yeah, it. He's just yeah. a businessman, really, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Like 
he's obviously a very extreme version of somebody that will do whatever it takes to make money and have a good life for the family. But um, I just think his villain is like really relatable, and that's one of the um, best ways to have a villain. I think there's there's two things like if you can understand their motivations and they feel powerful. It's a good villain, and I, and I do feel like because Peter fought him so many times in the movie, and he kept getting the best of him. Like it just, you felt like when you're watching it, like how is he going to beat him? And uh, I just love that movie so much. It's, it's my go-to. Like if I'm feeling down and I don't know what to do, I'll just stick on Homecoming. I love it. And he makes a pretty decent snowman as well. Who? Michael Keaton. Oh right, Jack Frost. Oh, really? I've, I've literally, I think this is the only Michael Keaton movie I've ever, apart from no... You've seen Jack Frost? That's a Christmas classic. I've not seen Jack Frost. It's the only other movie that I've seen Michael Keaton in. Um, obviously, no, he's in the Batman movies, the older ones, but I've not seen them. But see that movie with, uh, is it A Shot at Glory? With um, Alan McCoyst. Right, okay. He's also he in, um, he plays like the owner, the, the founder of McDonald's and the founder. Oh, right. Oh, I heard about that, actually. Yeah. Aye. So, Paul, well, since we have the same first choice, will we do a wee joint one and then we'll sign off for the evening? Yeah, but can I mention one more thing on the way home? Sure. How, funny, how funny was the bit where Toby Maguire shoots his web and they're all like, oh, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, all, was... all those scenes were so good. Like, see the uh, bit when they're all talking and they're talking about the um, the villains they fought and stuff. And then uh, Andrew Garth was like, I just spot a guy in a rhinoceros machine. <laughs> <laughs> I found that so funny because it was just like so, like, uh, it, it just sounds so ridiculous. When you watch the movie, it's ridiculous. So, <laughs> so meta, like, he's basically moaning that essentially he didn't get a third, like, because when they numbered each other and it was very kind of self depreciating, like, he's like, because he was originally kind of considered the worst, his movies are considered the worst. But mm-hmm. ironically, now he, he's just had such a a rise in popularity. I feel because oh, he, he stole the show in that movie. He was he was incredible in that movie in the short space of time that he got. Yeah, but um, I the 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 humor in that movie was incredible, man. Like I, I see one thing as well when because I, I rewatched it with Cam the other day that I find so funny is see how raging Doc Ock is the whole movie. Like every time mm-hmm. he talks, just listen to how like how good his lines are. He's just like constantly angry all the time. It's so funny. Just like Paul. So, <laughs> and Paul, into the Spideyverse, we'll do a quick, a quick wrap up. We'll name, say, two things we really like each. You can go first. Sure. Me first. Uh, I like the art direction of the movie. I think I read somewhere that at the very start of the movie, when Miles is just starting out, the frame rate of the movie is quite janky. So it's quite kind of, it's not very smooth. But the more Miles grows into his powers, the more smoother the film gets, kind of thing. It's not as, as jittery. So I really like that aspect, the really clever kind of art direction of the movie, as well as the style, like like Strachan was saying, like the comic book style. I just I just loved it. But when you go, wouldn't you? I really like seeing the range of difference, the spider people. So like the pig and the, what was the other one? It was the animated one. It was like a robot kind of one. Yeah, they kind of make a one. Black, black, black noir as well, aren't they? Yeah, they get yeah. good actors for those as well. They have John Mulaney for the pig, and they have um, Nicholas Cage for the, yeah. the noir one. 
I really liked seeing all the different uh, versions. So that was that. What, one more thing you like, Paul? Uh, I'd probably say just like the character design. Um, I, I just like the over over the top character design. I like the Kingpin. He just got like a massive like top half. Um, I like the Doc Ock was was it Olivia or something like that? Like yeah, Olivia Yeah. I just really like the character design. I like the even the was it the Spider Man? Which who's the one that's the the kind of Toby kind of slotty one? Uh, that's Peter Parker. Uh, Jake Jake uh, plays him. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Uh, I really like him. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. All the films he's in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the character design. Um, it's already, it's already been mentioned, but the music, like, I'm still addicted to Sunflower, and I can't remember, Stefan will know, but see near the end when he's made the decision that he's going to go battle Kingpin and he jumps off the building, the song, when he's falling down. What's up, Danger? Danger. I, I actually yeah. got goosebumps when I even just talking about that. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it soon, I think. Uh, into the Spider-Verse because there's a there's a sequel, a two-part sequel coming out, isn't there, over the next couple of years? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. So, interesting that me and Paul both had the the animated one. I was actually quite reluctant. I'll admit, I used to have a bit of a Invincible got me over that as well. I used to have that kind of attitude of oh, it's an animated, it may not be as good, but both into the Spider-Verse and Invincible season one were amazing, and it's really kind of changed my thought process on all that. It's, it's really yeah. weird how animations just became like a like a kids thing in the Western world because obviously in yeah. Japan like everything's anime like that's yeah. all people watch and it can be the most adult to the most childish. Yeah, I'm a real uh, campaigner for it now. So mm. that's the end of our ranking. We went almost an hour, so we went really in depth. Uh, just a quick couple of things just to remind people that you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Seismic Cinema. YouTube, where Paul's told us we've now got 22 subscribers rather than 21. And we are on Anchor, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And we hope everyone enjoyed it. This is always the highlight of my week, doing the, the ranking. And next, so this is going to be out on, this is Monday. We'll pretend this is Monday. On Thursday, we're going to have an interview with Neil Boyle, a local uh, film director with a new movie coming out. So we're looking forward to discuss, uh, discussing with him. It's our first time actually interviewing somebody. And our next ranking is going to be a ranking of the Star Wars video games to celebrate the Star Wars Lego Complete Collection coming out. It's arriving at my house on Tuesday. So we're going to rank our favourite Star Wars video games. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Strachan, again, big thank you for coming on. You've got a new episode out with your podcast this week. You want to do a quick wee plug? Uh, yeah, I, like Colin said, I've got a new episode out. It was with uh, my personal life coach and therapist, Gordon Aguru. Um, he gave a lot about his story and then a lot about the kind of stuff he uses to teach people like myself to just maximise their happiness and live a better life. So um had him on and really enjoyed that. So go give that a watch. And also, I just recently announced I'm having the former Rangers and Brentford player Lewis McLeod coming on at some point in April. Um, so really, really looking forward to that. Um, so hopefully we can have a good conversation. Uh, and also, I think next I might have to ha have you two boys on as well. So uh, the quality will definitely go down there. 
I really like to keep things to a minute. So we've got seven seconds to do the tagline. Strachan, you got it? Yes. Power of escapism. And done. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace out.